0: to the podcast my name is thomas j sotvet
1: and i'm your co-host vicky sotvet
0: which makes this scaredy cats the singing and dancing edition featuring zombies (laughs) oh yeah so today we're watching and in the apocalypse which is a zombie movie that is also a musical so i'm looking forward to this
1: i'm looking forward to the musical part
0: (laughs) i think it's gonna be good so vicky what is your favorite musical do you have one
1: that's actually a hard question. I like a lot of musicals.
0: You want me to go first? What do you think of it?
1: Uh, yeah, probably.
0: My favorite musical is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Hands down. Best musical? Come at me.
1: That one's really good. It's definitely up there. Can I give you like a top three? That's going to be easier than picking Yeah, yeah. One. So Rocky Horror would be up there, um, but also um, Sweeney Todd. Mm. I really like Sweeney Todd mm. as a musical.
0: Little Shop of Horrors?
1: Little Shop of Horrors is also a good musical, but it's not in my top, Mm. it's not in my top musicals. My other, like, top three musicals would honestly probably be The Sound of Music.
0: Wow. Reaching for the classic. classic I mean,
1: great songs, Young Julie Andrews, Beautiful Blue Eyes, and a 45-minute PSA on Uh, Why Nazis Are Bad. Christopher,
0: Christopher Plummer died. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday.
1: Rip, Christopher Plummer.
0: Oh, rip, rip, Christopher Plummer. Rip, Captain Von Trapp.
1: We will always remember you for ripping a Nazi flag in half with great appreciation. Oh,
0: yes. Yes. I I, uh, I watched The Sound of Music for the first time in my life just a couple of uh, months ago with you. Uh, I'd never seen it before. But uh, it was kind of funny because while we were watching it, I kept on being like, so that's where this song is from. <laughs> because there's a ton of like ever, like ever everlasting songs from that musical that I just never associated with it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, my mine's definitely Rocky Horror Picture Show. I've got the most um, tracks from that on my Spotify playlists.
1: That's fair. I have a lot of tracks from a lot of musicals. Yeah. yeah. I've even got one from Hamilton, and I don't even really like Hamilton. But the rap for Guns and Ships is like, just like a tight rap.
0: I still haven't seen Hamilton.
1: I haven't seen it either, but I've tried um, listening to the whole like soundtrack a couple times, uh, yeah. and I can never get through it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We'll have to go see it someday, I guess.
1: I'm a Canadian historian, not a military historian. <laughs> Olé oh, Mez is really up there too.
0: Oh yes, I but, like not, but not the book.
1: Well no, because the book is like 50 times longer than I
0: hate the hate I hate the book. Um,
1: so, <laughs> so back to uh, zombies. Back to
0: zombies. Uh, what do you know about Anna and the Apocalypse?
1: I know there's a rap about fish um because it comes on in the car and you sing along really enthusiastically to the first five lines <laughs> um i think it's about a high school student like i think anna is in high school maybe i don't know this i'd like spitballing mm-hmm. and it's a musical and their zombies that's really what i got for you
0: hey i mean that's that's good enough a plus
1: Yay.
0: <laughs> so, Anne in the Apocalypse uh, was directed by John McPhail, who uh, hasn't directed a ton since then, although he's going to be uh directing an upcoming Lady Macbeth musical.
1: That's fun. Isn't So. Isn't Anne in the Apocalypse fairly recent? Like a couple years ago? Uh
0: 2017.
1: Oh yeah, so that's like a normal span yep. of time for a director. Yep, yep.
0: Uh so yeah, he he directed it and it was written by Alan McDonald and uh Ryan McHenry stars uh, Ella Hunt as Anna Shepard, uh, Malcolm Cumming as John, Sarah Swire, I think, or Sweer, uh, as Steph North, and others. Um, and that's all I've got for the main factoids. Uh, for the fun factoids, which is actually just a sad factoid. Oh. Sad fact? I-, I can't think of a catchy way to put it. It's a sad fact. Um, the writer, uh, one of the writers, Ryan McHenry, actually passed away in 2015. Uh, so the movie was released uh, after he passed away, but he wrote and directed a short film called Zombie Musical, which this entire movie is based on. Huh. And then he wrote, helped to write the script for the actual movie. So, uh, R.I.P., man.
1: That is a sad fact, but, like, yeah. I was expecting a more sad fact. I and mean,
0: he was only, like, 27 years old, and it was, like, bone cancer, so oh. kind of a crappy... Well, now it's
1: a really sad fact. It was just, like, a moderately sad <laughs> fact before...
0: Yeah. Gosh,
1: Thomas, making my facts sadder.
0: Well, gotta gotta get you down so that you can get up with the musical because it's a happy musical movie. So. No, there's
1: zombies in it. It's not going to be a happy time. I mean,
0: okay. Well, I guess we'll have to wait to see. <laughs> so that's all I've got for uh, part one, Vicky. Did you have anything else?
1: I'm gonna compare this to the musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If it is in fact Very a high good. school musical, I'm gonna assess the levels of somewhat horrific high school musicality
0: all right i uh I've, i actually have never seen that episode so
1: it's I, one of the better episodes honestly yeah. of buffy
0: i know of its existence but i've never seen it before so uh i look forward to your comparison okay so that's it for part one so we're gonna go watch this movie now and we'll be back at part two to break it down for your ears worker, worker. stay frosty <laughs> Hello, we're back with part two of Anna and the Apocalypse. So this is the part of the episode where we are going to break down the plot synopsis of this movie for you. Uh, So spoilers ahead, go watch it. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's a solid movie. Yeah, it's a solid flick.
0: So Mickey, you want to take us away?
1: Yeah, so it starts with like the title credits and producers and whatnot to a Christmas song. At which point I turned to Tom and went, is this a Christmas movie? And he went. Yup. So it turns out this is a Christmas movie, which I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, but we get our opening shot, which is Anna and her best friend, John, who are being driven to school by uh, Anna's dad. And while they're driving, uh, we get a breaking news on the radio about how the pandemic has been recategorized from a super flu to something lethal. And boy, was that... A weird feeling to have a sudden breaking news about pandemics being reclassified in 2021. Yeah, a little uh, on the nose, poignant perhaps. perhaps. (laughs)
0: Uh, But John doesn't care about that, so he leans forward and switches off the radio.
1: You mean her dad? John uh, is, isn't, it, is it's it, her dad is not yeah. uh, John is busy did. eating a donut. Right,
0: he's eating a donut, but uh so Tony turns off the radio and uh in speaking uh John accidentally lets it slip that Anna is planning on going abroad for a year instead of going to university, which her father Tony was not privy to and he does not take the news so well.
1: No, he he literally slams on the brakes in the middle of the road and he's like, "What, Anna?" And They get to school, her dad works at the school as like a Janitor? It's like the handyman. Yeah, it's, he's in some sort of custodial. Role. Yeah. Role, yeah. And so at the school, um, Anna kind of explains to her dad she has a ticket to go to Australia, and her dad doesn't like that, and they have a fight about it, and then Anna storms off.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, John's John goes into the school as well, and then we move to another character named Steph North, uh, who is talking on the phone with her girlfriend. Uh, who doesn't sound like she's going to be able to spend Christmas with her, which seems to bum Steph out quite a lot.
1: Well, Steph's parents have gone to Mexico, yeah, so... Yeah, we
0: learn this later, I
1: think. No, she says in the in the phone call her parents have gone to Mexico, uh, so she thinks it'd be nice to spend Christmas right. together. Uh, and when John comes in and, like, puts his present on the, like, for the homeless pile, it knocks it over, and Steph is like, jeez, John, you big lug.
0: John, you klutz. Uh, at which point, Mr. Savage who is a grade-A asshole. Uh, he's
1: aptly named. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's horrible. Uh, who is a teacher at the school and next in line to be the grand... the grand, or the headmaster. I was about to the say grandmaster. <laughs> I've been playing too much chess lately. Uh, the, the headmaster. Uh, he's next in line to become the next headmaster, and he gets on Steph's case for parking her car on school property. So I guess It becomes
1: students, school property. I
0: guess students aren't allowed... To drive their cars? I I don't know. I think
1: Mr. Savage is frankly just a dick on a power trip. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's necessarily Mm -hmm. policy. But uh, Just just before Mr. Savage arrives, though, there's a brief conversation where John asks Anna uh, if she's alright after her fight with her dad. And she's like, yup, you think I'm making a good decision, right? And John is like, yes, in the least convincing way possible. I just bring this up because we're going to learn John is in love with Anna and this is kind of the first hint we get that he wants to be supportive of her going to Australia, but he's sad.
0: But he's sad because he doesn't want his best bud and maybe lady wants to smooch a little bit to leave.
1: Oh he wants to smooch her a lot. It's oh, not yeah. it's, he doesn't want a little bit of smooches, he know. wants a lot of yeah. smooches. <laughs>
0: but Mr. Savage uh, confiscates uh Steph's car keys, being like, if you park it on school property, but on school property. I'm like, that
1: seems illegal, but okay. With uh, with their squeaky keychain. Yeah. squeaks. That's yeah. fun. I want a squeaky keychain
0: after yeah, well, that. Well me too. At which point we get a uh Nice musical number. I think this is probably our first musical number. This
1: is our first musical number. But how everybody
0: around the school wants to break away from their lives, because they're teenagers, and uh, they don't like school. Yes. the life they're leading.
1: (laughs) So Anna is, like, looking at her ticket for Australia, and Steph is sitting in class, and John is in PE, kind of being bullied. And at the end of the song, there are slight singing differences between John's lines and Anna's lines, which indicate that John does not, in fact, want Anna to go to Australia. He does not want her to break away and leave. He would actually really like if she stayed. If she stuck around, yeah. And preferably smooched him.
0: Yeah, preferably with some smooches. Um, (laughs) Nick is the one that bullies John in the musical number in the P, drawing on his face with some marker. And he's got like this entourage of fellow bullies
1: jocks they're jocks
0: uh yeah it's like
1: your stereotypical british jock boys. yeah
0: and we also see during the musical number that uh nick and anna share like an awkward look as they pass in the hallway
1: yes so at the end of the song anna is in the auditorium where her friend lisa asks her how the auditorium looks for that night's christmas show and her fancy dress and anna is like it looks like narnia threw up on oz and lisa's like i know best design ever which is not the vibe I think Anna was going for, but I'm glad Lisa took it constructively.
0: No, no. and we see that Mr. Savage is clearly in, part, uh, are in charge of this Christmas production. Um, and while he is up on the stage berating the various uh, actors that are all getting ready, he almost gets hit by a giant star prop that swings down, but he manages to narrowly avoid it.
1: Unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately. And then he uh, is a dick to Anna. Yes. And, yeah.
1: And he also announces that four more students are sick, so they'll have to reorganize some parts of the Christmas show. Mm-hmm. In the hallway, uh, Anna is walking after telling Lisa everything looks great, when Nick, who is now named, shows up and throws some cake at another student, and Anna is like, wow, Nick, real jerk.
0: Yeah, uh she's actually she's walking and we hear this wheezing and of course we all know we're watching a zombie movie and we're like oh shit but it's a girl with an inhaler and she's the one that gets hit with the cake uh from nick and yeah she's like you're you're an idiot and then it goes to the lunchroom where she meets up with uh john and lisa and her boyfriend chris
1: yes uh while nick is throwing cake he also uses this opportunity to flirt with anna and we learn that they've done some smooching themselves but it was like a one night stand kind of smooching it was
0: single smooch
1: single smooch which nick is perhaps hoping to get more of
0: but like in a casual way not in like a
1: while being a dick
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: pro tip don't be a dick and then try to use being a dick to flirt with girls that's not a good in like there are better methods for flirting than throwing cake at other students
0: Absolutely. Uh, And while they're in the cafeteria, uh, we learn that there is a rumor going around the school that Anna slept with Nick, and everybody knows.
1: Yes. And Lisa and Chris have a long make-out at the table while Anna and John just, like, awkwardly look at people
0: yeah and stare at each other uh nick is being an asshole to some other uh students in the corner of the lunchroom and john talks about how he he wants to go stand up to them but anna's like there's nothing you could do don't worry about it john's probably like oh that offends my masculinity i don't know
1: i think it offends his need to smooch anna frankly that like anna doesn't believe in him. He pines. At this point Steph shows up and asks Chris if he can help her film something about homelessness in their town so she can show people it's a problem because Mr. Savage of course is taking that part out from the school blog. Mm-hmm. And Chris is like, yeah, that's fine. And then we get another song, which I have heard in the car and I recognized this song <laughs> about how there's no Hollywood endings.
0: Yes. Uh, so everybody's, yeah, talking about how
1: um... No, no, they're singing about
0: Oh, it's right, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, singing singing about how uh, life is not a movie, which, of course, we're aware their life is a movie. Ha ha. Uh, at the end of the uh, song, it, it is revealed, I think, at this point that... Uh, John pines deeply for Anna. Oh, the this whole is song he... is how
1: he's in love with her, and it's, oh. but there's no Hollywood ending for him. He's not going no. to smooch the girl. He's
0: not gonna smooch the girl.
1: And Mr. Savage shows up at the very end and also very sadly sings about how there's no Hollywood ending for him either, apparently.
0: Yeah, and, all, and as, as the song ends, all the students stop dancing around the cafeteria and uh, go to their classes as the the bell rings.
1: We were watching a musical once, and Tom was like, "You know, I think it's a disease. Everyone suddenly has to sing compulsively that they stop, and I've never stopped thinking about that, watching how everyone in musical numbers stops having musical numbers and goes about their life like
0: one that. by one, they all succumb to the <laughs> to the airborne illness that is." <laughs> that that compels them to sing and dance the real
1: disease of this film is not the zombies no it's the singing
0: it it is absolutely the singing um and then we cut later after school uh to Steph trying to get into her car which of course Mr. Savage took her keys away with like a I don't know it's like a shoehorn or something
1: yeah it It honestly looks like she's watched a YouTube video of how to break into your car, but, like, can't, doesn't have the right tools, so she's grabbed some sort of plastic ruler to try and do Mm -hmm. it.
0: And at this point, Anna comes, uh, uh, walks by, and the two of them have this awkward moment where Anna accidentally insults Steph about how her parents are in Mexico and not here. And Steph, in her clumsy frustration, accidentally insults Anna about having no mom. And it's just an awkward interaction and they it's, they leave.
1: It's, it's one of those super awkward, like, no one is trying to insult each other. You're trying to be empathetic. But mm-hmm. in trying to be empathetic, the other person thinks you're being insulting. Mm-hmm. It's... Nobody wins. It's very high school.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And next, uh, John goes to visit Anna uh, after school at her.
1: Just before that, Anna is upset after that fight. And Mm. she's walking away from Steph and runs into a guy and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, and keeps walking. And then the guy slowly turns around. (gasps) He's a zombie. I just felt it was important to specify this is the first zombie moment.
0: Yes, no, good good catch. So. Anyways, yeah, John goes to visit after uh, Anna at her after-school job at the bowling alley. No, where they
1: he, both work there. Where
0: he also works, yes.
1: Yeah, it's like real brief. We cut back to them later. It's mostly just they're at the bowling alley like, and then we go to the Christmas show.
0: Yeah, we're, we're aware of it. And so we do get a cut from the Christmas show where the fish wrap is being performed. By My
1: favorite a... dish is flesh.
0: fish. Fish, mother flippers.
1: And I eat it for the hell of it A nice bit, a bit hell of it. That's all
0: I know <laughs> It's so good
1: <laughs> um, It's two guys dressed as penguins Dancing very badly while they rap this, by the way yes, yeah. the peak of high school It's like, yes, that is what would happen At a high school talent show, it's, 100% It's
0: real fucking good uh, But Mr. Savage, who is watching from on high Does not think it's very good And Anna's dad, Tony, is also there And uh, he doesn't seem to be as hypercritical As Mr. Savage He's like, they're doing just fine
1: he seems to be like, this is clearly high school students doing high school student things, whereas yeah. Mr. Savage seems to think they need like a Broadway level of choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa gets on stage and starts doing her song, which is far more suggestive than I think Mr. Savage perhaps understood, and the audience is alternatively horrified and delighted largely depending how old they are because the older they are the less they understand how sexual the song is and they're like what a delightful singing well
0: all the young people look kind of awkward about it and a bunch of like sh- shirtless ripped guys get up on stage and-, shorts, and, our- <laughs> and our backup dancers yeah and so mr savage gets real pissed because he's like this is not what we agreed on and he goes storming out And as he is out in the hallways, uh, grumbling to himself, there's a banging at the school door. And he's like, whoever's out there better stop banging on this door. I'm real mad right now. And uh, he opens up the door, and we don't see what happens to him until a scene later when he is standing alone out in the snow. And he moves back into the school, closing the door, and we see the door is covered in blood.
1: Yes, we also get a really brief shot at this point of... uh an empty chair in the front row that is reserved for Chris, who promised to be back in time to see Lisa's song. So he obviously has not made it back, and we start wondering why Chris... Did not make it back. Yeah. Knowing there are zombies out there. What's going on with Chris?
0: Uh, But we don't care about Chris right now. We care about Anna and John, who uh, are still hanging out at the bowling alley.
1: They're ushering the last very drunk bachelor party bowlers out of the bowling alley.
0: Yeah, and uh, they're trying to name all of the reindeer.
1: They're doing a terrible job. Doing a
0: terrible job. (laughs) They're inventing
1: reindeer I've never heard of in my life.
0: I'm actually frankly shocked that neither of them...
1: They get Dasher and Dancer, and that's it. And I'm like, there are so many songs that list all of the reindeer. You can only get Dasher and Dancer? Yeah,
0: no Come kidding. On, uh And Anna comes up with, I think, like, Firebolt, which John yeah. is like, that's not a reindeer, that's the name of Harry Potter's broomstick. And she's like, you're such a nerd. And he's like, it's a real
1: popular book series, don't make fun of me. And she's like, we can't hang out anymore because you've hit peak sad.
0: Peak sad.
1: And he's like, well, fine. And they're putting away the last pair of shoes. And John is trying to be cool and accidentally nails the cleaning lady in the head with a shoe.
0: Yeah, because she, like, does, like, a trick shot with, like, I don't know, it's like a hockey stick? It's a broom. It's a broom? Okay. Yeah,
1: and is using a broom. Yeah,
0: she hits, like, the shoes with the broom into a bin, and he he tries to throw it into the bin with his eyes shut and hits the cleaning lady.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We don't see what happens to the cleaning lady, because we now see Anne and John go into the playground, and they start making snow angels, and Anna starts reminiscing about her life before her mom died like about how her and her dad would have snow angel contests that her mom would judge and they continue to be extremely bad at remembering all the reindeer names
0: yeah yeah and then they don't do that snow uh, angel competition anymore because their mom is dead uh and I do believe that there's a small line about the cleaning lady talking about how like John was all flustered and tried to offer her ice for her head. So clearly she wasn't killed or knocked out, just hit.
1: No, she is knocked out cuz she's like lying on the floor. So it's clearly she's woken up a moment later.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, the I next don't know. day
1: though, Anna wakes up late. Her alarm has not gone off. And it's like, oh, gotta get ready for school, but gotta get today's Advent chocolate out of my little calendar first.
0: uh, Yeah, she's like, shit wank, and then hops out of bed, grabs her Advent chocolate.
1: All of the swearing in this movie is incredibly British. It
0: is, it's really, really good. That was the Uh, other
1: thing I didn't know, is that it's a British, a British Christmas zombie musical film. (laughs) (laughs) To get real specific.
0: Uh. Anyways, she's all dressed up for school now. She's got her music in, uh, and she, in classic Shaun of the Dead fashion, is strolling down the street, going to school, singing to herself while there's just chaos she's all around. She's not even
1: strolling. She's, like, dancing. She's mm-hmm. she's vibing on today. And yeah, there's, like, crashed cars and trash everywhere and, like, smoke in the background and some lady is, like, screaming while running away from a zombie. There's, like,
0: a lady eating, clearly, like, a baby in a carriage. Like, yeah, it's it's fucked up.
1: Yeah, there's something sort of weirdly delightful about watching the apocalypse happen while Anna is like singing happily about it being a brand new beautiful day and (laughs) gonna seize the world and it's like, "Mm." hmm, alright.
0: And John is also part of this musical number because he is also walking to school and also kind of just strolling past all of this madness because he's got his music in as well.
1: He's also dancing, having a great time. Yeah,
0: and the two of them eventually meet up uh, at the end of the musical number in a graveyard, which I guess is on their way to school.
1: yeah. Oh
0: uh, no. They're in a graveyard and they like see each other and dance up to one another and uh, just as the musical number ends a snowman mascot uh, stumbles against one of the graves and falls with a thump onto the path.
1: Yeah, and Anna's like, I'm a first-aider. I'm going to turn you over. And then he sits up, and oh, no, he's a zombie. His face is all chewed up.
0: Yeah, he's, like, chewed through the face of the snowman costume, and he's, like, a zombie face.
1: And Anna and John share a look, and they realize it is not, in fact, a beautiful new day full of opportunity. Um, And Anna kind of, like... Lures this snowman zombie over to like this playground in the middle of the cemetery. Yeah, the, why is
0: there a playground in the cemetery? I
1: don't know. And takes his head off with a seesaw like a champ. Yeah, she likes. It's it's like uncorking a champagne bottle. Yeah,
0: like a right underneath the chin, just like whoop off goes the head. Yeah, uh, and John screams.
1: He points and screams. <laughs> He's actually. like. Ah!
0: Yeah, it's really good.
1: So we cut to Anna sitting on a swing, and she's like, I have no signal. And John is like, That guy is a zombie. And Anna's like, No, he's not. And John points to this head, which is like still chewing on the ground in its like snowman hat. And Anna's like, Not a zombie. And John is like, mm-hmm. That's not normal, <laughs> is I
0: think what he says. <laughs>
1: It's Yeah, it's something to that effect. Or, like, how do you, how do you explain this then? Cool.
0: But anyways, they they want to get access to the internet to try and figure out what the heck's going on here. Uh, and since neither of their phones have signals, they decide to head to the bowling alley where they work because John still has his work keys on him and there's Wi-Fi there.
1: And it's also the closest, like, point to where they it's are. It's the bowling
0: alley right next to the playground, right next to the graveyard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How this town is set up, I will never know.
0: And I mean, at one point they like take a shortcut through a, a Christmas tree emporium to Rudolph's get to the Christmas school tree faster. So I really don't know what the layout of this town is at all.
1: It's one big elaborate Christmas haunted house miss. It's
0: just like set piece after set piece <laughs> after set piece.
1: It's a musical. Yeah, it doesn't um, matter. John is like, maybe it won't be so bad across town. And the immediate next shot is Anna and John staring at this tree that's, like, super on fire in like front a of the bowling tree. alley. Yeah. And they're like, hm, "No, nope, it is, in fact, still bad across town. And John's, yep. like,
0: eating a banana, and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, potassium. And that's it. That's the scene.
1: <laughs> uh, at the school, the students and parents who were there for the Christmas show appear to have survived, because there's some panic as they're, like, grabbing water bottles and stuff, and Mr. Savage is like, Everyone will be fine. Become, I am in charge, and we will wait for the army.
0: Yeah, we get the sense that the headmaster has since bit it, so he's a, like, I'm the headmaster now, so I'm in charge, and everybody's bit got it. to listen to me. The ha-
1: headmaster bit it. Ha ha ha. Bit it.
0: He got bit it. Did he? He was bit. Tid.
1: Bitten, perhaps, is the word you <laughs> for? <laughs> <the word. laughs> yeah. Like heard that word that already exists, but it Oh
0: <laughs> Yep. Uh, we were talking earlier about how. Uh, since we've gotten into lockdown and how I'm only seeing uh, Vicky around, how I'm starting to develop like a Spanglish, like brand new language. I've replaced hot with spicy pretty much entirely in my brain.
1: Yeah, he's like, that shower was really spicy. (laughs) It's like, you're going to go out into the world when we can see other humans again and no one will understand (laughs) what you're saying. It's going to
0: just be gibberish, yeah. Oh, goodness. But anyway, he's keeping everybody together because he thinks the government's going to bail them out. Uh, we also see that Lisa is at the school with Chris's grandma. oh Aww. E. Aww. Uh,
1: at the bowling alley, Steph and Chris are already there when John and Anna arrive. Um, and they're like, how did you get in? And they're like, well, the back door was open, which is apparently the cleaning lady's job. So mm-hmm. John is like, well, I did hit her with a shoe. Maybe she was a little concussed. <laughs> yeah, she may have been concussed. Uh, John and Chris immediately start having a like, zombies lol how wild while steph and anna are just like really this is your response to the zombie apocalypse (laughs) is to be like lol this is great yeah
0: and uh we see some time has passed uh as they're on their phones in the bowling alley trying to get a grip of what is going on and uh chris and uh john are sitting in the, the ball pit Talking about which celebrities they think are still alive and who's made it, they speculate. I believe that um, Robert Downey Jr. is in a hot tub surrounded by electric fences and models. Uh, Even if Ryan Gosling is a zombie, uh, he's He's still cool. He's still cool, so it doesn't matter. And uh, when Chris suggests that Taylor Swift is probably dead, John takes so much offense and he's like, like, "Not Tay Tay! Tay Tay's alive! (laughs) What Uh, are you talking about?"
1: (laughs) They. Just before getting in the ball pit, everyone watches a news clip on a laptop on the unfolding global crisis, and then search hashtag evac selfie, which, like, is exactly what human beings would do, and I think was a delightful moment in the the film. Meanwhile, in the bathroom, Steph and Anna are like... Wow, zombie apocalypse, that's deeply unfortunate, when they start hearing some noises from a stall.
0: they go to check in that stall, and who should be making all that ruckus but the cleaning lady, who is not concussed, but a zombie!
1: Zombies can't work keys, which is why she didn't lock the back door.
0: It's, uh, that is a known fact.
1: (laughs) Steph takes, uh, cleaning lady zombie, she has a name, but I didn't write it down, uh, takes her out like a champ with a toilet seat. Just like puts her head in there and just like smashes the lid on her head like Steph five Steph is times. a
0: zombie-killing machine this whole movie.
1: Yes, yeah, Steph is <laughs> on point. She is like, you know what? My parents think I'm weird and my girlfriend won't answer the phone and I have no goals in life, but I can kill a zombie like nothing. She wants to be an investigative journalist. No, oh, does she? Yeah. Okay. That's
0: her whole thing, right? She works for the paper and that's why she got Chris to help her out because he's a good photographer.
1: I thought she just cared about the homeless people in her time.
0: right. I, I'm sure that she's also a good person and cares about the homeless people, but she was writing, like, an editorial piece on it.
1: That's fair. Any, Anyways, anyway. She, she kills she, the cleaning she lady. She kills the
0: fuck out of the cleaning lady. Um, and for a second, it looks like everything is fine,
1: but then suddenly the wall of the bathroom? I think it's the to the men's bathroom, and it's the Uh, other half of the bachelor party from the night before because they're all wearing the, like, best man shirts.
0: Yeah, but they all break through the wall, and they're all zombies and pour out into the the bowling alley, and uh, uh, fights begin.
1: Yeah, so John crushes one's head between some bowling balls, Mm -hmm. and then promptly throws up. Uh Steph impales one through the roof of the mouth with a spatula.
0: After like hitting it on the head with a spatula repeatedly. And
1: telling it to fuck off. She's like, fuck off, fuck off. As she like whacks <laughs> it with the spatula. It. Uh
0: Anna is fighting one off with a broom and her and John together throw it into the ball pit.
1: Yeah, um another one is fighting Chris and gets knocked down by Steph with a bowling ball and its head gets taken off by the like bowling ball pin thing and the then wallsetter, yeah. And then rolls down the ball. Do you want to know a fun fact about bowling alleys? Yeah. There's a black market in those pin resetters now. Because they don't actually make new ones, and it's really hard to find parts. So there's a black market for how to get parts to fix your pin setters in bowling alleys.
0: Weird.
1: Yeah, I know. Of all the things to have a black market in the world.
0: Like, there's not one person that that is their whole business, and everybody... I mean, I'm not nearly enterprising enough to make that happen, but you listeners, if one of you is enterprising enough, maybe uh, start up a bowling pin... Bowling
1: pin resetter... Resetter machine... machine
0: manufacturer. <laughs> <laughs> Come up with a better name than that, but...
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, back to the film, John takes out uh, the last zombie by impaling its head with a broom, mm-hmm. except it's not the last zombie One. Stands up behind Steph
0: with a spatula in his mouth.
1: Yeah, uh, but Chris nails it with a bowling pin, and and then it really is the last zombie.
0: Yes, and so it is. Uh, it is fine. All the zombies have been killed in the uh, bowling
1: alley, anyways.
0: Yeah, and we see shots of the town, which is utterly in disarray.
1: Yeah, it's it's actually a really cool set of shots because it's dark, so you can just see things like the hazards of a car blinking with its door open, or like some distant fires, or like the silhouette of a hand. Um, Mm -hmm. which is a cool way to effectively have a low-budget shot of all of the problems you're having in a zombie movie. Absolutely. Um, I don't mind shots that are clearly low-budget shots if they're done well.
0: Sure, absolutely. You can do a lot of creative stuff with low budgets.
1: Yeah, and it Um, also tells us what time it is. Like Clearly, they have spent all day in this process.
0: uh, Hunkered down, yeah. Uh, Back at the school, speaking of hunkered down, uh, Lisa is with chris's grandma who seems to be having some heart problems maybe she's got heart problems
1: well she says she does because she's like been to doctors for it and there's nothing they can give her yeah
0: and lisa's like well we should ask the teachers and i think the grandma's like if the doctors can't do anything for me the teachers certainly can't
1: but lisa is undeterred and asks mr savage if they have anything they can give an old lady for her heart and he's like in the apocalypse we prioritize
0: yeah he's because he's a dick He's a dick, and he's going a little crazy. Uh, back with our main crew, it's nighttime now, and we start to see explosions in the distance. The army is here! Yay!
1: And the power goes out.
0: And the power goes out. And then we go back to Anna's father, Tony, at the school, walking around by himself.
1: And we get another musical number. Yeah,
0: about, uh, about needing a human voice.
1: Yeah, it's... This is, in my opinion, probably the weakest musical number, because it's, like, half about how they don't have signal service. And, like, I think the point is they they want to be, like, rescued by the army, but it's, un, it's unclear if they're just said that they don't have signals or if it's a comment about how technology has made them incapable of fighting zombies. I think or...
0: it was, like, technology has, like lessened the quality of communication from person to person is what the song but is also that's directly
1: impacting their ability to escape zombies it, like i said it's the weakest musical number it's a little confused
0: yeah yeah it it is definitely a little
1: it's, it's a musical so i'm gonna critique the musical numbers absolutely <laughs> no no
0: no we're gonna be uh when we do our usual ratings i'm gonna be getting you to list your top track of the oh of absolutely the i'll be prepared um, so they wake up the next day, and apparently they all slept in the ball pit together. Cause yeah, it's one, like
1: one head after another. One head after another. after
0: another just pops up.
1: Side note. Why does the bowling alley have a ball pit?
0: And it's not even like a ball pit ball pit. It's like an inflatable inflatable pool pool filled with ball pit balls.
1: (laughs) Like, why? I I love it, but why?
0: I don't know. And they're, uh... So anyways, they're like, well, maybe it's fine now. The military was clearly quite busy last night. Let's check outside. And they look through the blinds and see that there's just tons of military zombies outside.
1: You know, I haven't seen a lot of zombie movies. In fact, I've seen two and, like, maybe three scenes from other ones, but I'm starting to become convinced that a significant part of every zombie movie is, the army will come save us until you look out a window and realize the whole army has become zombies. Like
0: in uh, Train to Busan, when they they are headed down the escalator and something's just all the army. Yeah.
1: I know there's a shot like that in Remake of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Um... But like, is that a trope in zombie oh, yeah. movies? The oh, yeah. army is yeah, all yeah. zombies. It's
0: it's generally like the army can help us until the army is zombies. Okay. And then it, to know. and then and that tends to be the final straw, like the final like death knell of civilization.
1: Like oh, everything is truly. Exactly,
0: kept? all the characters being like, okay, well now it is hopeless because the military is zombies. But anyways, clearly they're not going to be saved.
1: No, so after a brief argument, the four of them conclude they have to get to the school because uh, according to the news that they did manage to see last night, the school is the evac point, so maybe there are people there. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how to do that until Chris is like, I have the best idea (laughs) ever.
0: And we see that the best idea is that they've emptied the inflatable pool of all of its ball pit balls and are walking across the parking lot with it over their heads.
1: It's very like Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, where...
0: Using the boat as a diving bell. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, would require an insane amount of upper body strength.
1: Yeah, didn't they do it on Mythbusters and they were like, there is no way to keep this boat under Yeah,
0: that would, so much upper body strength, be possible. You'd just float right back up to the surface.
1: Are you telling me a Hollywood film lied to me about... How science works? I
0: hate to be the one to break this to you, but yes.
1: Oh no, I'm devastated to learn that not everything in movies is true. (laughs) But
0: Chris's idea seems to be working okay. He maybe is not such a liar. Uh, But eventually they do end up kind of surrounded by zombies and they have to drop down so that their feet aren't exposed or anything. And a zombie sits on Steph's head uh, over through the plastic and begins peeing.
1: Yeah, it's a bunch of, like, old people zombies. Yeah,
0: and Anna's like, it's fine, it's plastic. And Steph's <laughs> like, it's
1: warm plastic!
0: They're clearly very pained.
1: So Anna kind of peeks out to kind of see what's going on, and a zombie with no legs sees them and starts crawling towards them. And they huddle together, and they're they're waiting, and the growls are getting louder, and then there's a bunch of blood. But then there's silence. And they're like, huh.
0: Maybe they exploded?
1: And so they suddenly the pool gets torn away from them, and you're about to be like, oh no, zombies! But no, it's just Nick, the dick who throws cake.
0: Nick the dick, uh, and he's here to. I guess s- if
1: he was British, it would be Nick the prick.
0: Nick the prick. Rhymes there either way. All right. <laughs> uh, he,
1: and his backup boys. And
0: his and his backup boys who have no names. I think he shouts their name once in this movie.
1: No, I think he just says, "Let's go, lads."
0: I don't know. They're his crew, his entourage.
1: His lads.
0: Yeah. But they're here, and they've been looting. They've got these big shopping carts uh, filled with uh, various items that they've taken from stores.
1: Can I just say, this movie is from 2017, and one of the shopping carts is filled with nothing but toilet paper, which I'm sure in 2017 (laughs) was like, lol, like, that would happen. But as we've all seen in 2020, that was a weirdly, like, Mm see-into-the-future moment of how pandemic works out. Mm -hmm.
0: And I think in this scene we learn that Nick's father is a military guy.
1: Yeah, he went to the base last night. Yeah. We get no further information, but we've all seen the army of zombies, so we're like, hmm.
0: Something yeah, it's not it's not so good. But uh and Nick says that basically they've been just kicking ass. They've been killing zombies. It's been a good time. In fact,
1: they're so good at killing zombies it's time for a musical number about it.
0: About killing zombies. So some zombies show up, and uh, Nick and his crew dispatch of them.
1: In increasingly wild ways, culminating <laughs> in taking one out with a watermelon. Yeah, he just kills them with a watermelon.
0: And, like, um, a stake on the end of a fishing rod to, like, lure one around a the corner. The one that had
1: no legs, specifically. Yeah, <laughs>
0: uh? <laughs> to, like, lure it around the corner so that they can break it. It's it's, it's silly. It's very silly and, and great.
1: Yes, we cut back to the school where there are zombies outside, and everyone is kinda of packing up to leave while Mr. Savage is like, No, you have to stay and he sort of is having a little a little breakdown as no one is listening to yeah, him. Yeah, he's like, I'm the headmaster, the
0: headmaster. And uh And
1: everyone's like, It's a zombie apocalypse. I don't know why you think that gives you authority.
0: <laughs> yeah, being like an educator right now it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh and his dad, Tony though, is like, Hey man, uh, uh, you're a douchebag, but like but is, come with us. Like you doing okay, you doing you doing alright, Sporto? And uh, Mr. Savage tells him to fuck off and die. He's like, you're a fucking janitor. Leave me alone.
1: Yeah. So the rest of the gang, uh, now with Nick and the boys, is making their way to the school. And John is pushing Anna in a shopping cart and is like, well, at least you won't be leaving now. Hint, hint.
0: Mm-hmm. Smooches? Maybe we can just, yeah, maybe.
1: <laughs> and Anna is like, John, you're my best friend. And he's like, yes, so smooches. And she's like, John, you are my best friend. Friend.
0: Uh-huh. to be clear he's not actually asking for kisses it's, no. it's literally just him being like he's happy that she's staying and she's like and you can tell they're talking about it without talking about it out loud in like she realizes directly.
1: he likes her yeah
0: this is her being like you're my best friend like you and I are friends we will just always be friends and John is bummed about it clearly but is like okay now you have to push me I'm getting in the cart and you push me
1: yeah and then they keep talking, and like it's clear they actually whoever wrote them has actually seen how friendship works, which is not always the case because, like yes, John is sad, but they do it's not like we can never speak again yeah. after this moment. Well, and
0: one thing that I really got to give props to this movie for is so often uh, movies are filled with like if you just try hard enough, eventually anyone will start to love you and want to be with you, which is not the case. sometimes the love connection just isn't there, and we need to be okay. With that being the reality as a people.
1: Yeah. Either that or like, and now you can never speak to each other again because you were rebuffed romantically. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Whereas I feel like uh, this movie does a really great job of normalizing uh, not being loved back, but allow it, but not letting that ruin your friendship Asp- and being cool about it.
1: Especially at a high school level, mm-hmm. I think, which is really important because like that does happen in high school groups all the time, right? Yeah. And it's like John is clearly bummed, but also he's clearly going to get over it. He respects Anna. Mm-hmm. He doesn't push mm-hmm. anymore. And we yeah. continue. Much
0: more healthy message than, like, forcing them together. Yes. Absolutely.
1: We continue all the way to Rudolph's Christmas Tree Emporium, which is like a dark warehouse maze of Christmas trees. And for
0: some reason, a well-known shortcut <laughs> to the school, because Nick's like, we'll just cut right through here. <laughs> and, they're, and, and, it, John, and John's like, that sounds like an awful idea. And Nick's like, well, you can stay here and die, man. And they're like, fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's wild. So they get inside, <laughs> and uh, it's dark. And the gang promptly gets split up because it's set up like a maze. Like, who sets up a Christmas tree emporium like a ma- I don't understand. I understand.
0: It's really more like set piece to set piece than like realistic location to realistic location. Again, it's a ball pit that's an inflatable pool. Why?
1: In a bowling alley. Who
0: knows? Um, Anna also equips herself with her weapon, which is a like lawn ornament candy cane, giant candy cane,
1: with a big spike a on big the end to keep it the in end, the ground.
0: Keep it in the ground. Uh, and as they're, as they're kind of stumbling around in the dark of this maze, they think they see something in one of the trees, and her and Nick go to investigate, uh, and it's a uh, Christmas-themed garden known.
1: Yes, but then they all get split up, and there are, in fact, real zombies. Zombies for real! And they're, like, yelling and killing the occasional zombies, and uh, Nick finds his buddies... But they've turned into zombies, and this is the one point, I think you're right, where he does say their names, but it's like, two names, and then he's like, he just sounds so disappointed in them. He's
0: like, oh, Spud and, and, I don't know, and Bingus. Spud and Bingus, my best friends. It's
1: definitely not their names, to be clear. Neither Spud nor Bingus is, in fact, their names. I just want to be clear on
0: that. Yeah, he finds his his friends and uh, is sad because they are zombies now. But rather than fighting them uh, because they're getting steadily overwhelmed, uh, the group, uh, they all kind of regroup. uh, Steph actually has to um, save Chris because he drops his phone and tries to go for it. He's been filming
1: this whole time, by the way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, But she manages to kick a zombie off of him, and they escape into a back room together.
1: Yes, so Chris and Steph have a bit of a a huffy fight about how that was really dumb to grab your phone, and he's like, well, it's got all my photos of my gran and Lisa, and it's it's more awkward teenage. We're in a zombie apocalypse dramatically together. Yeah, and
0: Chris is like... I think they're dead like I'm, sh- I'm sure my gran and Lisa are dead and like I'm sure your parents are dead and I'm sure your your girlfriend is dead and Steph's like whoa man being a real big bummer right now
1: yeah uh, Anna turns to John and is like what if everyone is dead and John is like well you'll think of something because you usually do and it's kind of annoying but in like a jokey way mm-hmm. and then he's like hey I remembered all the names of the reindeer Finally.
0: Yeah, and he starts to ring them off, and he does actually get them all, all correct, and Anna's like, great job, and John's like, great job, and the zombie that's hiding around the corner is like, great job, and then bites his hand.
1: Yes, uh, and there's this moment between Anna and John where they're like, ah, and there's more zombies kind of steadily closing on them in a corner.
0: That have broken in from another room, yeah.
1: Yeah, and John sort of realizing he's going to be a zombie anyways, grabs Anna, and turns them around and uses himself as a human shield to effectively yeet Anna out of this group of zombies to where Nick, Steph, and Chris are, and, uh, Nick has to grab Anna and, like, pull her away, because she's trying to, she's trying to reach for John, but John is so covered in zombies. Yeah,
0: that's ripped John as he gets torn apart. He was a bro till the end.
1: Yeah, Anna then channels her newfound distress emotions into taking the charge through the rest of the zombies, just taking heads off with her candy cane left and right.
0: Just clubbing her way through all them fools and so her, Nick, Steph, and Chris uh, eventually arrive at the school and find that it is not in the, in the exact same state that we saw at last. They find Mr. Savage uh, alone at the front desk eating his Christmas dinner all by himself.
1: Yes, and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> What's
0: up there, chief?
1: And he's like, eating Christmas dinner. You're so lucky your parents are here. They almost left. And he's like, I will take you to them and starts leading them through the school.
0: Mm -hmm. And so he uh, leads them to the cafeteria where everybody was, and uh, once they enter and realize the cafeteria is filled with zombies, all the people are zombies now, he shuts the door behind them and uh, closes the shutters, locking them in there.
1: And then he sings a musical number about how he's free and in control and the four of them are like using a table to try and back their way up to the shutters while he sings about how great this is yeah
0: before the musical number they have a moment where because the zombies haven't noticed them just yet where uh, they talk by the shutters and they're like what the hell are you doing man you're a teacher what are you doing and he talks about how uh he's sick and tired of them and their little shits and he hates them and then he takes a whistle that he has around his neck and blows it which alerts all the zombies and yes. then his musical number is they are fighting their way through the, uh, the horde.
1: Yes, so they finally manage to get to the shutter, and Anna uses the spiky bit of her candy cane to push the, like, release.
0: Like, break the shutter lock.
1: Yeah, yeah. and they roll it up and hop inside and then close the shutter, and then they decide, okay, uh, Steph and Chris will go to get Steph's car keys, and Anna and Nick will go get Anna's dead. They'll meet outside and escape the zombies. That is the plan. And they'll
0: get out of here together.
1: Yes. So Chris and Steph head off, and they're upstairs, and Steph, or Chris rather, hears uh, Lisa's song playing quietly mm-hmm. and opens a broom closet. Mm-hmm.
0: And he also apologizes to Steph oh, for yes. saying that her parents and girlfriend are probably dead. He's like,
1: I'm just under some stress right now. Everyone's under some stress. Sorry for lashing okay. out at
0: you. Uh, but then he does hear Lisa's song and uh, follows the sound and is led to a broom closet where she is cowering all by herself over chris's grandma's body
1: yes and wah, she wah. says that savage let the zombies in uh, rather than like lose control of the group mm-hmm. and they ran away and she managed to get his grandma up here with him uh, but of course his grandma we know had heart problems and she had a heart attack as they ran away and so yeah. chris is like well at least my grandma isn't a zombie which yeah. is like
0: fair yeah totally fair thing and uh they're... so he is happy to be reunited with lisa uh, We go back to Anna and Nick, who are themselves having a awkward heart-to-heart, sort of, where Nick poli- Nick clears the air and is like, I didn't tell everybody in the school we slept together. I want you to know that.
1: And Anna's like, that's not even why I'm mad at you. And Nick's like, what? And she's quark, quark. like, I'm mad because you listened to me and like made it sound like you cared and then dumped me with absolutely no recourse. And Nick is like, well, yeah... And she's like, when have you ever done anything not for yourself, Nick? And, and he's, he's like, when I killed my
0: dad! And she's like, what? And uh, he reveals to her that at the base, when the uh, when the shit was going down, his dad got bit. And uh, his dad instructed him to kill him with a baseball bat. And he
1: gave him a baseball bat and said, don't let me down for once, son. Which, yeah. like, champ dad explains dad. a lot about Nick. <laughs>
0: yeah, great, great, great dad. So he killed his dad and uh, has been dealing with that. Uh, but before they can, uh, continue talking about that, uh, suddenly there are zombies.
1: Yeah, and Anna's like, okay, we'll do it together, and Nick is like, no, we won't, and shoves Anna out of the way, and then promptly is like, hey, zombies, you want a tasty arm? Tasty arm, zombies? And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, go get your dad. I'm luring the zombies away from you, and he starts singing quietly to himself his earlier zombie-killing song.
0: Zombie-killing song, yeah, it's good shit. Uh, good, 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 Nick. Good boy. Yes, still an asshole, but...
1: Still an asshole, but, like, maybe in the process of reform? Slight redemption. Uh, meanwhile, Steph, Chris, and Lisa make their way towards Mr. Savage's office, and Steph tells Chris and Lisa to wait, because there's a room kind of full of like zombies. The, yeah, it's
0: like the teacher's lounge. And,
1: and... these zombies are much like the train-to-Busan zombies, um, in the sense that, like, you have to make a noise or, like, have them see, see you. you. They're They're kind of docile if they don't
0: until there's something to be worked up about.
1: Yeah, so Steph is like, you guys wait here. I'm going to sneak over to the office and get my keys. Mm-hmm.
0: And so she does manage to sneak through uh, to the office. And very tensely. Very, very tensely because the zombies almost discover her a few times. Uh, but Chris and Lisa manage to make a little bit of noise with the like uh, tinsel that's hanging from the from the roof. Uh, which manages to distract the zombies enough for uh, Steph to slip into the office.
1: Yes, so she finds the, like, box of contraband and starts grabbing stuff. So she finds, like, a chisel and, like, some vodka. Um, a dildo. Yeah, and when she finds the dildo, she's like, ooh! And, of course, that's a noise. And the uh-huh. zombies are, like, snacks in office?
0: And so they, they move towards the door and begin to crowd around and... uh both Chris and Lisa are looking at each other, like, "Oh man, she's not going to be able to get out of there. We gotta, we gotta come up with some way to draw them away."
1: Steph opens the door, and I should point out the zombies don't like make sounds. They're not like blah, blah, when they see people, because Steph actually doesn't know they're at the door. She mm-hmm. would have no way of knowing they mm-hmm. are. Uh, but when she opens the door, there are no zombies.
0: Yeah, and we see that that's because Chris has plugged his phone into a TV in the teacher's lounge and is having it stream some videos that he has taken. And this appears to be enough to distract the zombies who are all standing around. Unfortunately, Chris and Lisa are stuck behind said TV.
1: Yeah, Don't so, seem to
0: have an easy way out.
1: So Steph is kind of on the other side of the room and mimics, like, crawling. And Chris and Lisa are like, okay. Crawling sounds good. And so they're, they're crawling, and it's working until the TV is, like... Low battery alert. And then the zombies are like, oh, no people on TV. Hey, there's people down here to snack on.
0: And snack they do as both Chris and Lisa get bit. Wah, wah. Yes. Uh, and as they are uh, getting bit, the TV turns back on, which immediately begins to distract the zombies once more. And so it calms down. But, of course, Chris and Lisa are fucked so they just have a nice little moment together where they're dying in each other's arms.
1: Yeah, Chris is giving Lisa a hug and kind of looks up at Steph and like nods at her and and waves. Mm-hmm. So there's like kind of a nice moment and then Chris, moment. Chris asks Lisa what she thinks of his video and Lisa tells him she loves it and they have a little smooch and Steph leaves them to become zombies.
0: Yeah, become zombies together. Real sad.
1: Anna reaches the gym and sees that there are a lot of zombies. And also her dad tied up on stage and being used by Mr. Savage as, like, zombie bait. But, like, the stage, it's like a normal high school stage, so it's about neck high, it's so the zombies like, can't get on it. Yeah. They're like, not, like, athletic zombies.
0: No, 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 it's raised up. So Anna ties her hair back and starts to sing about how she's gonna overcome this challenge and fight her way through the zombies and fight her way she does. She just begins killing zombies with her candy cane left and right.
1: And Savage also has some parts in the singing so there's like a a sing-off kind of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and Anna does make it to the stage and frees her dad who promptly sucker-punks Savage which like yeah
0: yeah oh totally totally Um, and he gets Savage gets up and uh, breaks a bottle and starts to threaten uh, her dad who manages to knock him down uh, against where the zombies are like holding him off the stage so his head is just over where the zombies are and uh, Anna's like, don't do it. Like, leave him. He's pathetic. And so her dad's like, okay, mercy. It is, and stands up.
1: Yes, and uh, once he turns his back, though, uh, Savage picks up a cricket bat. Mm-hmm. I think it's. a, am assuming it's a, it's a cricket bat. bat. Um, would be very British of them. And is gonna whack Anna's dad, but she lets loose the big Christmas star familiar, which does hit Savage this time and mm. knocks him promptly into the zombies.
0: Yeah, he gets absolutely torn apart. And then Anna and her dad have a, a little moment where they're happy to see each other. But then her dad reveals that he has been bit on the leg.
1: Yeah, right on the ankle. So, like, when he was fighting Savage, he mm-hmm. must have gotten too close. And Got Anna's nibbled. like, "We'll get away! And her dad's like, no. You'll get away. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a zombie. Mm-hmm.
0: So he tells her that uh, she he's proud of her and mimics an earlier line where, if your mom could only see you now. And when he said it at the, at the start of the film, it was very, like, if your mom could only see you now, she'd be so disappointed, but this Fucking time after around, Australia. yeah, but this time around it's clearly meant as like she'd be so proud of you.
1: Yes. Uh Nick arrives on the scene and her dad's like don't love your boyfriend. And Anna's like not my boyfriend. And her dad is like that's good news. But anyways, go with your not boyfriend cuz I'm going to be a zombie. Cuz
0: like I'll be zombie now. And so uh the two of them uh the two groups leave and Anna and Nick head out into the parking lot which has now it's it's just Full swing zombie apocalypse. There's zombies everywhere, and they stand back to back and sing their final song about how they're going to hang on to their hope.
1: Go down fighting. Go down fighting. Um, and as they're singing, which is of course the only reasonable response to your imminent death in a in a musical. Of course. You get some shots of the zombified members of the gang. So we see like Lisa and Chris kind of in the room, and they're like pinkies touch as they walk past each they're other. They're, Like holding
0: hands as they pass. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and. Uh, We see, like... John. Yeah, and he's, like, kind of twitching in a corner while he's a zombie. And his
0: Christmas sweater lights up.
1: Yeah, and uh, Anna's dad is looking at a picture of Anna on his phone, and then his phone kind of falls out of his hand, so we can see he's becoming a zombie. Mm -hmm. And the zombies are closing in as the song ends.
0: And then we have a DSX Steph as she appears in her car. Although and, it's not
1: really a Deus Ex, Steph, because there is a plan. Like she is getting the yeah, keys, yeah, and yeah. we know she has the keys, so she's just a process. She rolls
0: up and rolls down the window and is like, "Boom! Saved your life. Get in."
1: Yes, and then we have like a sad reprise of no Hollywood ending while they while they leave town.
0: Yeah, and they are like, "Where to next?" And there's just silence as they as they drive off, and the movie ends with a Merry Christmas banner flying in the way. Of the camera, and one final jump scare is a zombie that looks like Santa. It's like, wah!
1: It's actually the only jump scare in the movie, I think. I don't think there's any other scenes where it relies on like zombies jumping yeah. out at you.
0: Yeah, Yeah. not really. No. Nah. Not really. It's, it's not a particularly scary movie, but we're about to get into that. Uh, so that was Anna and the Apocalypse uh, in its entirety. So now is the part of the episode where we are going to assign it some ratings. So Vicky, on a scale of 1 to 10, how well made was Anna and the Apocalypse?
1: I'm gonna give it a seven. Like I said, it's clearly not the highest budget movie. Uh, it gets around to that fairly well using, like, back shots instead of, like, expensive close-up zombie shots, and, like, I've seen better zombies. But, like, they're not the worst. Some of the effects are really good. Like, the guy's head popping off with the seesaw, that was a good effect. So, like, fairly well constructed. It's certainly well acted. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna gonna give it a seven. I will say, in terms of movie construction, it, like, it's not a, a super great musical cuz it's like a, it's a really good musical for the first 3 quarters and then kind of towards the end it sort of forgets to be a musical for a while.
0: There's a there's a dry patch where there's no songs.
1: Yeah, or... like if you're going to be a musical commit, give me give me a musical cuz there is sort of like a weird almost half hour between like the songs and then like the real quick song with Savage and Anna and then the ending song. Yeah. So, I would I would give it a 7. If it was stronger musically throughout or the ending was stronger, I'd probably give it a higher rating. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm going to give it a 6 also because of the dry patch that exists there. Um, And there's just a few, like effects that while passable there's none that really stick out to me as like amazing incredible maybe the head being squished by the uh bowling balls yeah that one's good uh, that's a pretty good one but like other than that it's all kind of just pretty standard fare for me and there's no particularly incredible shots or anything either uh the songs though i do like most for the most part so uh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and give it a six so now on a scale of one to ten how much did you enjoy it
1: I'm going to break this up, because the first three quarters of the movie, I had a great time. Like, I would give it a nine, honestly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was loads of fun. Definitely zombies are way less terrifying when it's, like, a musical about how great <laughs> your life is while there's are zombieing in the background. But, like, the last portion of the movie, I, I maybe a six for that portion, I didn't mm-hmm. have that same. So I guess overall, probably, like... Mm 7.5 it's the ending really is like the last half hour is really the weakest part of the film
0: yeah i i would agree with that uh i'm gonna give it a seven uh for similar reasons just because uh the first part of the movie is great and then the last part does tend to drag and i i realized a little about halfway into the climax that i was actually kind of bored
1: yeah it's it's almost like I don't know if it's maybe the middle bit where they let the tension kind of get away mm-hmm. um, or or what happens. But yeah, it's the ending feels like the ending almost of a different movie with the same character.
0: Or at least there wasn't as much care put in. I don't know. Yeah. It's, Who knows?
1: It's definitely the weakest part, though.
0: I agree. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it a 7 overall. So now on a scale of one to 10, how scary was it?
1: I'm going to give it a 4. Mm. I still don't like zombies. They mm-hmm. still stress me out. Mm-hmm. These are... Like, I acknowledge these are fairly low-grade. They're slow. They're not athletic. They clearly can't, like, climb things. And they're not fast. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't like them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's fair. Yeah, so, fair man.
0: Uh I'm gonna give it a one because it's valid. It's a freaking Christmas musical. <laughs>
1: like, a it's... British Christmas zombie musical. And
0: it's a comedy, like, realistically as yeah. well, at the end of the day. So, like, yeah, I'm gonna give it a one. I do not find it spooky at all. So now is a special... Uh, Special sort of rating uh, that we're gonna reserve for musicals. I don't know if we'll ever watch another horror movie musical, but we'll do a little. I'm
1: sure there exists. We'll do a little shop of horrors
0: more. or something one day. But um, what is your favorite musical number from it?
1: Okay, I'm gonna give you my least favorite and then my favorite. Okay, sounds so good. So my least favorite is for sure the like not really knowing what's going on, like technology. The
0: human voice or whatever. Yeah, song. like because yeah.
1: again, it's it. In a musical, it's not like a song on the radio. The music the music number has to have a really clear point. Mm-hmm. And I think all of the songs in this one have a clear point, except for that one, because I still can't figure out if it means that, like, the phones are, like, not good, mm-hmm. and that's why they can't... Like, I just don't know. So that's my least favorite. Yeah. In terms of my favorite song... It's probably, honestly, when John and Anna are singing about what a great day it is. And like, because A, bop. B, solid. I know what the characters are thinking. It's contributing to the plot. C, hysterical watching them have the best morning of their lives while the zombie apocalypse happens in the background. So.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. That's, my,
1: that's my songwriting. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've got, uh, I've got two. So my all-time favorite, of course, forever, fish rap my
1: favorite dish is fish
0: that's the best bloody song ever put to music i've ever heard with my ears wow Um, yeah it is nirvana um (laughs) of course not it's a silly rap but i like it um my favorite song is actually probably the uh one that nick sings about killing zombies
1: yeah, that one's pretty. That one's, that one's pretty good too.
0: That one's a good. That's really, really good. I think it's called "Soldier at War." That's a really good one. Yeah, uh, that's
1: that's another one that understands. You have to express the character's thinking and contribute to the plot and be a bop.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The three
1: keys of a musical number in a musical.
0: Mm-hmm. And Hollywood ending is really good as well. Yeah. So there, there are a few really good actually songs in this musical. Um, so, anyways, that was Anna and the Apocalypse. Hope that you guys enjoyed us breaking it down for you. We hope that you join us next time when we cover scary stories to tell in the dark, which is a movie based off of a uh, short horror story collection series that I fucking loved as a kid and grew up on. So, um, looking Buonermo forward. Palermo Del
1: Toro, so should be some wild monsters.
0: Should be good. Looking forward to covering it. So uh, hope you guys join us then. Uh, but if you wanted to talk at us before then, where can they find us?
1: They can find us on Twitter or Instagram at ScaredyPodcats because we're a podcast with cats. You probably heard one of them jingling around because uh-huh. she's a little bastard sometimes. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Does not respect quiet in recordings. Lay about. <laughs> she's literally napping beside us, like literally lying there. Mm, yeah. Uh, or they can email us at scaredycatsthepodcast at gmail.com
0: mm-hmm. so thank you for listening um, hope everybody is staying safe and warm out there we certainly are it's fucking cold here
1: yeah we're getting wind <laughs> warnings that is like your wind chill will be minus 45 next week I'm <coughs> oh, like, please know why do we
0: live here anyway signing off <laughs> take care everyone uh, thank you for listening be cool to each other